Hello everyone and welcome to a random niche corner on the internet where I will be your host Peter aka the mutton shop guy where I read niche stories with the niche tagline and then make crappy videos about them on the internet. Yep, I just made fun of myself then I... Ugh, you're the worst. Today, this is going to be a very interesting episode because I want to talk about a very particular niche genre that doesn't get a lot of attention out of Japan and I feel like it needs way more attention out of Japan. So if you will join me, we're going to go deep into bear country so we can make camp by pitching our tent and reading manga. Wow, that sounded way better in my head. Oh, I guess I never said it out loud. Anyways, you might be wondering what is the genre tagline that I was talking about that's so niche that I want more people to be talking about. It is known as Gay Komi, and it is a wonderful- uh, Oh, you don't actually know the term Gay Komi. Ah, well maybe you actually know it its other term. It's also known as Bara, and it's a- Oh, you also don't know what that term is. And this is why I'm so sad most of the time. Welcome to my life! <laughs> Anyways, I'm sure most of you are probably here wondering what the heck is this guy talking about and why should I care? Well, I'm so glad you asked because this is the first time I'm ever going to read something that is scripted and I don't know if I'm ever going to continue doing it in this fashion, so please bear with me when I do this. I made this for you! So, I'm sure a lot of you are probably asking yourselves, what is bara or what is geikomi? Well, bara is the colloquial term used to refer to a genre of Japanese comic art and media that focuses on male same-sex love and desire, usually created by and for gay men, known within Japan as gay manga or geikomi. Ha! <laughs> gay! This genre typically features masculine men with varying degrees of muscle, body fat, and body hair, akin to beefcakes or bears in gay culture. Oh, thanks, man! This is distinct from the far more popular genre, yaoi, which is created by and for women, particularly straight women. Run. While also depicting a more slender, androgynous, hyper-idealized form of male-male couples. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. And if you're looking for more information on that particular genre, Get in the Robot did a wonderful episode on it, which I'm going to link down below in my description. So if you want to go watch that one and learn all about the history of Yali, go check it out there. Because we're not going to be covering these little boys here. Psh, nope, we're not doing that. We're going to be covering the big, beautiful men. Okay, yeah, that was just terrible. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. What is wrong with you? Anyways, I'm sure a lot of you guys are probably asking yourselves the next question. Well, if it's called Gay Komi in Japan, but it's called Bara here in the West, why is it called that? Where did the term even come from? Well, the term Bara, which translates literally to rose in Japanese, has historically been used in Japan as a pejorative slang for gay men, roughly equivalent to the English slang terms pansy or buttercup. What? Stop letting him make you realize stuff. Beginning in the 1960s, the term was reappropriated by Japanese gay media, notably with the release of 1961 anthology book Bara K, or Deal by Roses, a collection of semi-news photographs of gay writer Yokio Mishima by photographer Eko Esso. Then again later with Borozaku in 1971, the first commercially produced gay magazine in Asia. 
Whatever you say, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't know why I just said that. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but gotta stand by it. By the late 1980s, as LGBT political movements in Japan began to form, the term fell out of use, with gay becoming the more preferred nomenclature for people who experience same-sex attraction. The term was revived as a pejorative term in the late 1990s, congruent with the rise of internet message boards and chat rooms, where heterosexual administrators designated the gay sections of their websites as bar boards or bars chat. Um, what is that supposed to mean? If you're kind of confused by that, they're kind of referring to the Japanese market, not just the world market. Just letting you guys know. <clears throat> The term was subsequently adopted by non-Japanese users of these websites who believed that bar was the proper designation of the images and artwork being posted on these forums. Are you sure about that? This misappropriation of bar by non-Japanese audiences has been controversial among creators of gay manga, many of whom have expressed discomfort or confusion over the term being used to describe their work. However, as time went on, gay mangaka started identifying the term for the character archetypes in their work similar to the term bishonen in yaoi, rather than a descriptor for the genre. Um, okay. Today, bara is often used flexibly as an umbrella term to describe a wide variety of Japanese and non-Japanese gay media featuring masculine men, including western fan art, gay adult photography, gay furry artwork, which I'll get into later. Please don't! and numerous other categories, instead of being the term for the genre itself. Many gay mangaka have discussed multiple instances of the dichotomy between bara characters and bishonen characters due to the demographical targeting of these types, expressing how terminology gets so muddled with localization and lack of clarification for western markets. <laughs> oh, it's funny cause it's true. Okay, since now we have gotten the term cleared up and why we shouldn't be calling it bar anymore and actually be calling it by its proper nomenclature of Japan, gay call me. Uh, uh, I don't really feel like it. I'm going to now delve into the history of this. And I'm pretty sure you guys are wondering how far does this go? Nope, nope, stop talking, go to jail. Well, despite its relatively recent emergence as an art form, gay manga belongs to an extensively long history of homosexuality in Japanese visual art, dating back to the Shunga artwork of the Edo period. The fetish magazine Fuzo Kukitan Nailed it! which published gay content alongside hetero and lesbian content, has been cited as a major influence on gay manga by gay manga historian Gengora Kintame. Wow! That was amazing! Homoerotic photography has also been credited as influencing the genre, with Japanese artists Tomosu Yato and Hagakuro, as well as Western artists George Quintance and Tom Finland, being the most notable ones. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer! As gay magazines publishing proliferated in the 1970s and 1980s, with titles like Adon, Cebu, MLNW, Samson, and SMZ, Gay magazines shifted towards lifestyle content, while often centering their erotic content around specific themes or fetishes, such as salarymen or chubby chasers. We don't need to hear about that, thank you. The art of this period is noted for its realism, optimism, and for depicting modern rather than historical scenarios that previous generations of artists have depicted. By the 1990s, magazines such as Body and G-Men included editorial coverage of gay pride, club culture, and HIV-slash-AIDS-related topics, in addition to gay manga. 
Today, with the broader decline of the publishing industry in the 21st century, has evidently impacted gay manga significantly. With the majority of print magazines that publish gay manga having ceased publication, Sabu in 2001, Borozaku in 2004, G-Man in 2016, and Body in 2019. With the lack of viable major print alternatives, most gay manga artists self-publish their works as doujinshi, as well as online art community forums where these artists post and do commissions. However, while still limited in exposure in Western audiences, gay komi has been cited as the next big porn wave coming out of Japan. What? Oh. Yes! Yes! Well, so we pretty much now know what is going on in the particular history when it comes to gay komi itself is that a really proliferated in the 1970s and 1980s within magazines particularly in the same similar fashion almost but more towards like a monthly rather than a weekly thing similar to things like shonen jump <laughs> no so now we know so much about the history of this particular genre let's talk about some of the genre's characteristics should we bail works for me wait Gay manga is typically categorized based on the body shape of the characters depicted. Common designations include Chichiri, which is muscular, Gachimuchi, which is muscle curvy or muscle chubby, Gachi Debu, which is muscle fat, and Debu, which is simply fat. Who cares? Most gay manga stories are one-shots, often focusing on sex to the exclusion of plot and character development. Though, some gay komi stories include realistic depictions of gay male lives, addressing subject matters such as coming out, gay pride, and same-sex marriage, sex and sexuality is frequently the primary focus. I'm out of here. Gay komi stories and gay men's general interest magazines from the mid to late 1990s share a common themes of BDSM and non-consensual sex with the yaoi counterpart but more strongly focused on stories based on relationships structured around age, status, or power dynamics rather than the semi and uke dynamic Yaoi likes to endorse. A lot. <sighs> One other distinction that gay komi from Yaoi, cited by many critics of the genre, to have more realistic portrayals of gay male sexuality and have their characters identify as gay or by themselves. So, now we know a lot about the characteristics of this particular genre, where are some of the tropes that most people know? Nobody asked you, so why don't you just take a hike? Well, historically, the older, more senior character uses the younger or subordinate character for sexual purposes. Some gay komi stories subvert this dynamic and show a younger, physically smaller, more often white-collar man as the dominant sexual partner to an older, larger, more often blue-collar man as the genre developed. The earlier works of the genre contain more historically fictional work covering dynamics of gangster mentality to the likes of Samurai and the Yakuza. However, as the genre grew and developed, the second type of stories explored were more of the sportsman athletic archetype, where the characters had more focus than on the sexual aspects and developed more of a modern appeal. Oh, I see. Yeah. Conversely, some gay manga stories explore romantic, autobiographical, and dramatic subject material and skewed depictions of sex entirely. A notable example of a non-erotic gay manga is My Brother's Husband, the first all-male manga by Gagoro Takame himself, which focuses on themes of homophobia, cultural difference, and family. Much, much, much later. <sighs> so, 
as you guys can see, when it comes to this particular genre, it has a very overarching motif, and that is the big and burly dudes. We know, we know, we know. And this is why it's become my favorite niche genre of manga of all time now. We know you're a little slut. So, with that all out of the way, and now we know what is it about this genre, how this genre developed to be what it is, let's talk about the people who have made this into a genre. Good thing I brought my vape. The mangaka that make up this genre and has influenced it all point to Gengoro Takami himself, the godfather of gay komi. Takami is widely regarded as the most influential creator and historian of gay manga, being a catalyst in shifting fashion and aesthetics among gay men in Japan, moving away from the clean-shaven slender styles and towards a tendency of larger bodies and body hair. Yes, exactly what I want to see. Stop it. Get some help. Another is Jiraiya, noted for his hyper-real drawing style and one of the first gay manga artists to use digital illustrations extensively in his art. Jiraiya's art has appeared in apparel created by several American fashion brands, including Opening Ceremony and Pretty Snake. The stories in Jiraiya's works are more light-hearted with the story endings and almost always involves a massive body-type character as the main focus of the story. Nice. Sansuke Yamada is noted as a gay manga artist who has achieved significant crossover success with mainstream audiences after his 2013 historical drama manga, Areyo Hoshimukuzo, Nailed it! Won Osamu Tetsuka's Cultural Prize and the Grand Prize at the Japanese Cartoonist Association Awards in 2019. Wow! Takeshi Metsu, a gay manga artist who has achieved crossover success between gay male and female audiences. Formerly an author of shonen manga, Matsu has made his erotic comments debut in Kinuku Otoko. I was this close. This close! A magazine marketed bo towards both men and women. Matsu's work has been praised for its comedic and light-hearted tone in contrast to the darker BDSM themes of his peers. Distribution of gay komi was done primarily in gay magazines in Japan, while Western audiences relied on scanlations and pirated material from forum sites online. There have been some publishers in Europe that have begun translating many of gay komi material, while a couple of US publishers have made a few anthologies that showcase these artists' work. Yes! That's awesome! As of 2020, most gay manga is published by individual artists as doshinshi. These books are typically sold digitally through crowdfunding websites such as Pix's Fanbox and Patreon, or at dedicated gay manga doujinshi conventions such as Yarufest. Come on, come on, we gotta go! Gay manga anthologies are typically produced by doujin circles rather than professional publishers, as in the case of Otoko Matsuri, which translates to Men's Festival, an ongoing anthology produced by the Mitsuo Building Circle. You just suck. A number of arrow gay aimed at gay male audiences and feature gay manga inspired artwork have been produced in Japan. Historically, these games have been doujin soft and feature gameplay in genres such as visual novels, dating sims, or stripped versions of games of skill such as pachinko or checkers. What? That is crazy! The independent arrow gay community have a plethora of games using the borrow tag to this day as a way to differentiate from the ever prevalent yaoi tag. You think you're better than me? The rise of mobile gaming has presented new opportunities for gay aerogay. The 2016 mobile gacha game Tokyo After School Summoners is the first large-scale gay game featuring voice actors and commercially produced character artwork. And Jesus wept. 
For there were no more worlds to conquer. However many strides of progress Gay Komi has made into the mainstream media, there is still no currently made anime that is considered Gay Komi, nor any that showcase the Bara character archetype as the protagonist of the story. Why? 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 This can be owed to the significant financial costs associated with producing animation relative to a niche audience of gay manga, as well as the absence of gay manga magazines producing serialized content that would lend itself to episodic adaptation. Mm-hmm, I heard that. I wish I didn't hear that, but I just heard that. Despite this, the increased presence of the objectified masculine bodies as fanservice in anime beginning in the 2010s has been cited as an example of gay manga's influence on mainstream anime, as in series such as All Out, Free, and Golden Kamui. One series that is in contention to officially have a borrowed character in it is known as the Titan's Brine but it's still strongly considered a BL anime due to the tropes expressed within the narrative and only showcasing the body type rather than the character type of gay Komi characters. One eternity later. <sighs> okay, that is probably take 378 of that script. I swear to God, I have never tried reading the script before. However, I hope to God that with my reading and editing that it comes out smoothly but yes that is pretty much everything you need to know about bara or its proper nomenclature in japan gay komi nothing you do matters your existence is a lie yes this is the niche genre that i'm going to be covering extensively within this podcast and why i feel it needs more attention it's because simply put not enough people are talking about it and that's the thing that I don't like to see. And this is something that I feel that I can talk about extensively. Why would you do that? Not only that, there's a lot more that goes into it. And I hope you guys do stick around to enjoy it. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Now, one thing I would certainly say that I was originally going to try to paint this little picture for everybody online of what I was seeing as I was delving more and more into this genre in comparison and in con correlation between the other genres like Yaoi and Yuri and other things like that. But then I realized that that would have come out to be like a four hour video thing and I was not prepared to do that. I'm not, I'm not ready to make a commitment of a video of that length just yet. Hopefully. I don't know. Maybe with the power of money and bribery we can get there. I don't know. You tell me. I would just like to thank everybody who's listened slash watched this episode and really understand why I kind of like this particular genre of manga that exists and why I want to talk about it a lot. But I will certainly say this, that this is only going to be part one of it where I wanted to cover the history, the characteristics, the tropes, the most notable authors, things of that nature. Alright then, keep your secrets. And in the second part, that's where I'm really going to focus on like its comparison to Yaoi and to Yuri. And just generally what I started noticing in terms of just what we have seen, what happened with queer media and just queer characters all together. You know, like the history of like queer coding and things like that. I'm going to do that in a completely different episode because I know that one was going to take way too long. Hmm. Well, have you thought about, I don't know. Not doing that. So, 
definitely keep in tune with that because as you guys heard earlier when I said that I was going to talk about it later in the episode, I'm going to talk about it right now. There is a particular thing that happens or is very common and very prevalent to find within this particular genre uh, on the internet and I have to address it because it's there. And I know a lot of people are also waiting for that lifelong question that if anyone ever talks about this particular subject matter, that they are always asked this question and you guys will get your answer to that one. Maybe you're just a coward. But until then, please follow me on the social media that I have linked down below. I hope if you guys want me on different social media platforms that you will also tell me and that I will see you guys next time. Uh, Bye-bye.